It's your boy, O King Johnny, O H underscore K I N G underscore Johnny, here with my co host. You and you, stepchild G, motherfucking deck. And we back. We back. You can find <clears throat> us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and you can request us on your Alexa machine. It's yes, been sir. a while. It's been a while. Has but, it though? It, it seemed like a while, but it hasn't really. When our last show? When was our last show? Before <laughs> the holiday. It was before the holiday. Yeah. So it's But I think that Thursday. So it's been what? Two? All right, two let's week, see. Maybe let's two see. Weeks. I'm, I'm gonna let you guess it, then we're gonna see. All right. What was it? Yeah, because I think it, I think it dropped that Thursday before the holiday. Okay. Thursday or Friday. Okay. Did it? I don't know. I'll I'm gonna tell you the date of our last show. The date okay. of our last show was uh November third. <laughs> Shut the hell up. I'm sorry. November 15th. November 15th. Okay. So it's been yeah, almost a month. More, <laughs> right. Yeah, that don't even seem that long ago. Oh, that's what happened when you're having a good time, right? Nah, I don't know if that works that way. What? You know, I mean, we're having a good time away. No, I'm saying, I mean, it's, it's never good when we're away, but I'm saying right, we right. live in life, we're having a good time, you lose track of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's True. nothing personal, but we here. I got a dandy for you guys tonight. Let's, oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's the Separate the Two podcast. I'm your boy, O-King Johnny. Oh, Johnny. O-H underscore K-I-N-G underscore Johnny with my co-host. I see you and you stepchild G motherfucking deck. And bitch, I look better than Rick James. I look better than Separate the two. I put it like this. I think if it wasn't for the show and promoting the show or whatever. Right. I'd probably be done with, with social media. Yeah, definitely. Got a lot of regular ass chicks that's got a lot of hundreds of thousands. But you know what I'm saying? All the ones that's got big, they insta, they uh, OnlyFans shit. Right. Or they didn't so, show their ass at some point in time. <laughs> Separate Oh, uh, what was your first pet's name? He's like, oh, I had a pet. This is my pet. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't realize, you know what I'm saying, this is all the shit they ask you on them little security joints, you know what I'm saying, when you're filling out shit. And you like, damn. I got to talk. I got to mm. tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. I'm going to make a change for once in my life. Gonna feel real good Gonna make a difference Gonna make it right As I turn up the collarbone My favorite winter coat This wind is blowing my mind I see the kids in the street With not enough to eat Who am I to be blind Pretending not to see them Jack, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. Ready, ready to see what you got in store tonight. <laughs> oh, it's all on me? Yo, well, put it all on me. <laughs> oh, no, you know, I'm going to talk, but, you know, we're going to see where, where, we, where, where, where the show takes us. Okay, okay. Well, I did come in here because we're, 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 uh, we're getting close to the end of the year, and I, I know the show that we do 
um, later on this month, closer to Christmas, um, or as the shows get closer to Christmas, I want to have a good time. So, this this show might might I, the way I, I guess I'm gonna start this out. It might become a, a much more serious show. Oh, you know, That's okay. So. I think they missed it. Okay, so let's you know. So, you know, my thoughts, my mind, are very reflective around this time of the year. You know. Um, okay. You know, coming we coming to the end of the year. Well, the end of the calendar year for 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 those out there that don't believe. You know, a year is a year. You know, all that stuff. But anyway, what the hell? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. But as we come to the end of a um another calendar year, um I get reflective. I get reflective in DC. Um, for real? That's interesting. Yeah, I do. I do. I because I don't. Yeah, it's like um. You know, like damn, another year's gone by. I start looking back, like did I did I accomplish any of the things that I wanted to accomplish? You know, do do I feel like I'm further along at the end of the year than I was starting the year? You know, I think about all that shit, right? And so that's interesting because I guess I'm I'm a little different because first of all, you know, Christmas time I'm always excited for the holiday, mm-hmm. but I guess more so I'd be looking forward to January because that's when mm-hmm. it's like you can live again. You know, this, <laughs> November and December for me is rough months because of birthdays and you know holidays and stuff. Well, that's a like good thing. January, why you say, why you say that's a rough? No, no, no. I mean, you know, money wise, you know, oh, okay, okay, money and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But when January hit, you uh-huh. know, my my time my my, my uh, PTO starts over in my job. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, and then it's no obligation to kids mm-hmm. until fucking June, honestly. Mm, okay. So that's when you know I can kind of start enjoying things all over again. So I don't really look back and, and kind of be reflective. I kind of look forward to. It. Got you. Yeah. I'm very reflective. Like I'm, okay. I'm, you know, I'm always, you know, I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing, but I'm always gauging progress. Like I'm, I'm one of those okay. people that, and I, and I, I think about this all the time. Like I have to be working towards something. Like that's that's like a thing for me. I have okay. to be. You know, anybody that knows me personally or, or know me for years, they know I'm always swinging at something. You know what I'm saying? That's just my thing. Like, if I feel like if I'm not doing that, then what the hell am I doing? Like, you know. Okay. I don't do good with just, just being. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't do good with just being. Like, I, I got to be chipping away at something. And so, um, so like I said, this time of year, I get re- real reflective in. I've been saying here and there um, uh, throughout this year that we were gonna we were gonna go back to uh, kind of where this all began in the conversation where I first presented to the listeners um, regarding my adoption. Okay. And so last year was it was it was a thing, but this year it was a year of sort of coming to grips with and ex- like sort of like some acceptance okay i'm not as uh emotional about it as i was when this journey first started um and i'm just sort of i guess getting to a point of coming to grips with things right okay so in the midst of thinking about that and those reflecting. things reflecting you know you, you just for me, I start thinking about like, man, how 
you know, things that I've gone through, endured throughout my life and how how possibly my situation might have played into other situations, you know, be okay. it amongst family, amongst friends, amongst relationships, amongst work, amongst how I think, uh, right. how I respond to things, you know, like um, just just all kind of stuff. Right. And we're going to get to it. But I saw that I saw the Will Smith clip when he was just talking about in a nutshell um, he was just talking about how uh, you break through these layers, right? These these okay. layers, and you and you get to who you really are, type thing. You know what okay. I mean? And so I've I've explained it to people on different occasions um, with my situation and dealing with my adoption. There there have been moments where I feel like I'm at some type of identity crisis, right? Because it takes your mind to this point where you start thinking like, like, yeah, this is me, but is this me? Like, because I was brought up by, raised by a different family and taught different, not saying that none of it was bad or anything like that. Right, you right, just, right. you just think like, wait, well, damn, like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what would have it been had it been my real mom yeah. and dad and what type of person would I have become? And, you know, yeah. go ahead. You was about to say something. No, no, no. I was going to say that or start thinking about what if I would have tried this a lot earlier? Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. Like how would, how would I have changed as a person? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, all that. So mm-hmm. I say all that to say a lot of times when I talk to people about my situation, being that I don't, I'm, I don't know my my mom or my dad. So I talked about this before, how some people, you talk to some people and they say, I never knew my father. You know what I'm saying? Or some people right. say, I never knew my mom. It's very rare that you can talk to somebody that who never never knew anything about their biological family, right. period. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you don't know your parents, you knew your grandma, you know, you know, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? You like their brother. You yeah, knew you knew somebody. Or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, some, some people lose parents at a very young age and, you know, mm-hmm. but you was raised by grandma. You was raised by Aunt right. Sally. You know, whatever, right? But you still got the family ties. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, I don't want I don't want to go af- over the whole story because I think that would be okay. too much. I don't know. You tell okay. me how you feeling tonight. Uh, um, I'm feeling great, but it's it's up to you if you want to go. I know we wanted to do like a you know kind of a show about it where you could really take time. We can take time right take now. Away from it. I mean, okay, we can take time. Let's, let's do it. I'm, that's why I'm asking you. Are you ready to unpack this? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've been ready for 30 years. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we got pl- we got a bunch of topics lined up. So let me say this now. If this, I don't know how this is going to go, but if this carries okay. on too long and we don't get to the topics, we got y'all next show. We got plenty of shows. Right. All yeah. right. We got plenty of shows to come. All right. Let's do it. We back. So. I'm 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 gonna run through it because the first time I talked about it, I ran through it, but I kind of like I I was still learning things, right? Yeah, yeah, you ain't know too much. I didn't uh-huh. I didn't know I was still gathering, and and so after talking to my mom, I you know my mom when I say my mom, the mom my mama that adopted me. After talking to my aunt, and now I've talked to um the 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 lady who actually 
took me to my adopted parents. Okay. She's uh, 70. She's in her 70s now. And we had an amazing conversation. And um, she was act- she's actually the first person that can completely identify with uh, where I'm at uh, in my thoughts, in my feelings, and everything because she went through the same exact thing. To a, to a T. All right. Now, so here we go. All right. Do I need to get some tissue, nigga? You might. I, I don't know. Since, <laughs> I ain't crying since Kane died on minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I've gotten to the point where this, I can talk about it now because I'm not okay. as super emotional about it, right? So, right, gotcha. so I'm letting the audience know. I've been hesitant, yeah. not because I can't talk about it, but I didn't want to get emotional on the mic. All right. Okay. So now I'm. Well, at least they can't see me. So. <laughs> So <laughs> I'll mute myself. So I think I've graduated. Hopefully, I'm hoping. I'm, okay. This is a test. Okay. So here we go. All right. So just to give just just to run through it again because you probably don't remember because it's been a while since we talked about it. Mm-hmm. So my when I okay so in this in this when I say my mom and dad I'm talking about my adoptive parents Your adoptive parents. If, if if I'm talking if I'm talking about my the parents that gave birth to me, I will say my biological. Okay. Okay. So m- my mom and dad adopted me by way of my dad's sister. Okay. okay. Now I was found. the The legend is the legend is. <laughs> My two of my dad's older sisters, okay, um, one in particular, came to another sister and said, "Hey, I want you to ride with me somewhere." And they rode uptown DC. Okay. When they get uptown, the oldest sister leads the the younger sister into, the, and when I say older sister, younger sister, they both older than my my dad. But okay. his older sister and younger sister, younger than the older sister, mm-hmm. go into this abandoned building. She says the abandoned building was a mess. This is the younger sister talking because the older sister that originally found me, right, is no longer with us. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is the sister that went with her telling from her perspective. Okay. You got you. Okay. So she she takes she takes her younger sister into this abandoned building she says it was a mess there was rats everywhere there was trash everywhere da, 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 da. Mm. she says she remember she she says she wished she remembered exactly where it was but she knew it was uptown dc mm. they go up he was close to being a ninja turtle <laughs> <laughs> He was almost raised by Splinter, nigga. <laughs> almost, almost. Almost. So they go up to this room, and she said, mm-hmm. boom, there's this baby crying, right? She said, and you smelled terrible. She's talking about me. She said, <laughs> you had shit. She said, you had shit everywhere. I can imagine. You know what I'm saying? Because you had, had been, obviously had been there for a right. while. So she says, her sister picks me up. She takes me over to a sink and she starts, you know, cleaning Clean me up. off, right? You know, getting the stuff off me or whatever. And she said she she wrapped wrapped me in a in like a little blanket or whatever it was, 
And they left out, go to the car. She said she remembered this because it was raining. Hmm. They get in the car. She said when they get in the car, she starts crying. And hmm. she says, my sister says to me, why are you crying? And she was like, I, you know, whose baby is this? Are we taking somebody's baby? Right? Hmm. And her sister says to her, no, ain't nobody coming back to get this baby. This baby, right, you can look at this place yeah, and tell ain't right, nobody been this, here. This baby, she said, this baby has been here for a while, and you know, I I can't stand to hear this baby cry. Now, mm-hmm. you might be asking yourself, well, how the heck she know I was in the building? Okay, okay. So they said she had she she had a a, a real bad um, drug issue, right? Okay. So you know, she spent time in the street. She would disappear yeah. go you know she she had a drug issue right mm-hmm. so this might have been like some place around where they might have yeah, yeah why they mm-hmm. might be in the, and she came across this baby whatever so she says we drive to her place that was in ivy city at the time now what's crazy about this Greg is i remember ivy city right mm. i remember okay. this not of course not when i was an infant but i remember uh when I got a little, being a little older, maybe, I don't know, two-ish, three-ish, four-ish. So I don't know how old I was, but mm-hmm. I remember Ivy City. And it, Ivy City is going to come back. I'll tell you how. Okay. So she said, we go to this place. And she said, uh, this is when she lived in Ivy City. She said, we go into her place. She says, when we get inside, she pulls out a drawer. When she mm-hmm. pulls out a drawer, she had all this baby stuff in the drawer. Okay. So she said... When I seen all the baby stuff, I thought, damn, sis, you've been planning to bring this baby home this for baby a home while. For a minute. Because you yeah. got coals and all types of stuff, right? You prepared. You prepared <laughs> to bring a baby home, right? Yeah, the whole baby shower and everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So she says, um, she, you know, she pulls out this thing, she these coals and stuff, she get me all done, you know, done. I'm, it's a baby, right? She's like, oh, okay. she said, once she was cleaned up and you got all the clothes, oh, you was just the prettiest fat face. You're just a fat little baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Da, da, da. Now, when she's when she says that, right? Because mind you, I'm talking to her on the phone, and my kid, mm-hmm. my kid's mother's dead. She's here, at the time she was hearing the conversation or whatever. And my kid's mother, who works in homeless outreach, right? Well, she used to work at homeless outreach, so she's familiar with like cases like. When okay. when kids are abandoned, you know, all types of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And she was saying to me, the thing that stood out about her saying you was this fat, crying baby. Mm-hmm. She was saying babies that's usually like abandoned, abandoned. Mm-hmm. They're not crybabies because they're not used to people responding to their crying, yeah. right? That makes sense. That makes ain't sense. Ain't nobody answering them calls. Ain't nobody answering calls. So they 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 adapt a uh, a personality of you know crying cry for what is pointless, ain't, right? Yeah. So exactly. she was saying her point was the fact that you were a screaming crying baby says that you wasn't like abandoned. Somebody like some, at some point somebody was taking care of you, right? And you was fat, Master Splinter. Master Splinter <laughs> take care of you, bro. <laughs> He's so, feeding you good. So, That's why you like them carry out wings. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> See, I don't eat wings He's no more. I don't eat no- <laughs> so, 
So um, that's inter- that's a that's a uh, so footnote good that observation though footnote that yeah. footnote that okay so okay. so she says um, so mind you she's only she can only give me her part and her, yeah, and yeah. her perspective and how far it goes for her right so after having that conversation with her she talked about how um, her sister um, had been pregnant before and had lost a baby so she was like it wasn't far-fetched for her sister to like have a a serious need uh or want to you know to have a a baby of some sort right right so that was a thing right so so footnote that okay okay so she said when once everything i guess went down as far as like the whole adoption process or whatever she went to my dad and she asked my, you know, she started asking my dad, like, hey, you know, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. You know, did, did y'all ever figure out, you know, the mother, well, you know, the father, where the baby came from, blah, blah, blah. Mm. My dad says to did, her. Did she ever, real quick, did she ever give a reason why why your father knew? I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Don't fast okay. Don't right. fast forward. Jumping the gun. Yeah, follow okay. the story. I don't know. Dang, should I tell this story? I don't want nobody to steal my joint make a movie or something. Um, we're gonna do it. <laughs> so and Tyler um, Perry gonna play you. So um why should I eleven? This don't come on at eleven? Yeah, on peep uh Pacific time. Oh, so it's on No eight Pacific time, so eleven hour time. Oh, this say eleven Hour time, yeah. Hour time, okay. Cause they initially I said eight, but they would say eight Pacific time. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So eleven hour yeah. time. Okay, cool. So I was gonna turn it on while we talk. But anyway, um, where was I at? The she was asking about how you was doing. Oh, so 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 my dad says to her, you know, I I I went and talked to his mom, who, who we think the mom is, and she completely denies ever having a kid. She don't know nothing about no mm. kid, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So 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 she was like, you know, I that's as far as I can take you. That's my part. That's what I remember. That's how you came into the family. It was through my sister. She found you, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I'm like, all right, I got that. You know, let me let me go talk to my mom and let me hear her her what she remember. And well, where she came into the story. Okay. So Because it was my dad's sister, she wasn't uh, privy to some things, I'm assuming, right? Okay. But she said, you know, her role came in on the actual adoption part of it. Because um, the senator that she worked for at the time sort of assisted in, like, how to go through the process of actually making this adoption and taking me in a reality. Okay. Okay. That was my timeline. So I went from talking to my dad's sister to talking to my mom, but Mm -hmm. I recently talked to Cynthia and, and I'm going to go to Cynthia because Cynthia fills in a gap between my dad and his sister and my mom and how she helped with the whole situation. Okay. So Cynthia is, I don't want to say her name. So let me, how am I do this? Well, you just said her name. 
no, not Cynthia. I could say Cynthia's name. My dad's oh. sister, okay, okay, is this is her daughter. Okay, okay. Your dad's niece, I guess that would be Your, right. My dad's niece. Okay, okay. My dad's niece says <clears throat> she had to be about third, around thirty at the time. Okay. She comes to her mom's house, my dad's sister, mm-hmm. and she says she goes to sit down on the couch and she says, Ma says, whoa, 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 don't sit right there. She's like, don't sit where? She turned around and looked. She says, a baby right there. She says she turned mm. around and looked and sure enough, there's this baby lying on the couch. She says, I picked the baby up and I immediately think, where the heck you get a baby from? <laughs> you can't just buy those. <laughs> they just buy a baby, right? So, um, so you know, she see this is the first time she sees me. She says the same thing. She's like, "Oh, you was just the little fattest, cutest baby." Mm. You know, blah 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 blah. So she said, "So I'm gonna fast forward a little bit." She said, "So you know, I would, okay. so, because Mom got this baby. I would come over. I would come over sometimes. I would take you with me. I remember Cynthia. I remember Cynthia to a T. I don't remember nobody. I don't remember my dad's sister. I don't remember. I remember Cynthia, right? Cynthia. Okay. So." Of course, like I said, I remember because I was a little older, maybe like three or four. So this was later mm. on. Some years have passed. But she see this baby. She come back for it. She come back for it. She come back for it. So what happened was Cynthia comes. She says, I come to the house one day. Now, mind you, my dad's sister, like I said, she had a drug problem. So she would disappear for mm. days, sometimes weeks. So when that would happen, Cynthia would kind of keep me. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me keep okay. the baby because mom's out here wilding yeah. whatever i don't know <laughs> so she said what was the final straw was one day she comes comes to the place comes comes to her mom's house and her dude um i'm not gonna say his name he's okay. he's breaking out like he's got some type of rash or something oh shit on, you know now he was a known alcoholic right mm. so you got an alcoholic and you got and a drug addict. And a drug, uh, you know, somebody is having drug issues mm-hmm. trying to take care of a baby. Like, it's it's <laughs> it's set up for disaster, right? Right. It sounds like DC. <laughs> <laughs> but the final straw for her was when she came in and she seen he was breaking out. They didn't know mm. what was going on. And she, she said, I immediately thought, this is no place for a baby. Like, Hell no. I, you got to come up out of here. So she takes me. She decides she's keeping me. Okay, um, Cynthia. The only problem with that is she had her own things going on personally, right? With mm. with her and her and her dude, right? Okay. So ultimately, she wanted to figure out like what's the what's the best thing I could do to for this baby, like to put this baby in a better situation. So one day. Mm. She follows her mom trying to figure out where the heck is my mama? Because <laughs> she knows she ain't give birth to me. You know what I'm saying? Where the heck is my mama? Yeah. She follows her one day and she sees her talks to this lady at DC General. And okay. she she sees the lady and she says, wow, he looks like she could be the mom. She said, I don't know this for a fact. 
I'm just looking at the lady. I'm looking at you. I'm like, uh, maybe could, you know, a possibility or whatever. So naturally I asked, well, how old, right? Was this lady? Was this lady? Like, did she look like a lady? Uh, was she older? Was she younger? You know, like. <laughs> did she look like she could have babies? Exactly. <laughs> so, mind you, Cynthia in her 70s now. So, she's she although she has very good memory, she can't remember yeah. every single detail. Yeah, but yeah. she felt like she felt like she was older. Like, you know, she was like, I'm not even 100% older sure. Older than her mom? Might be, might she? She wasn't a hundred percent sure. She just basically okay. said, "All I could really go off of is I think the lady kind of looked like you." You know what I'm saying? Got you. So she said, "I decided to go back and try to talk to the lady myself." Mm-hmm. She says, "When she goes back and she talks to the lady, the lady is adamant. I don't have no kids. Stop mm-hmm. talking to me. I, I don't. You know that ain't my baby." Blah, 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 blah. She she said the lady went off so bad. That she like, I hurry up and rushed up out of there because I didn't want her to make a scene, (laughs) you know, make a scene. Because in Cynthia's mind, she's like, I'm already like, I got this baby and don't know where this baby, you know, I don't want to make no scene. So she said, I got the heck out of there. So she was like, now I'm at a point where I'm like, yo, I got to figure something out because these conditions is not really conditions for a baby. So in comes my father, right? Okay. Cynthia says the only person I felt that could possibly be the right place for this to transpire was to call your your dad and talk to him and see what he can do. Gotcha. So, given the circumstances, of course, it's a crazy situation, not normal. So, my mom went to, like I said, her her boss at the time was a senator that she was working for. My mom is retired from the Senate. And she told him what was going on, and he said to him, "Look, if this is if this is something you guys really want to do, then um, I want y'all to go home. I want y'all to talk about it. Make sure this is what you want to do. And if this is what you want to do, I'll help you. I'll figure get get my lawyers involved. We'll figure out like how we can make this a reality, right? Okay. So that happened. Um, they was able to, you know." adopt me or whatever you know all that good Mm -hmm. stuff blah 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 okay and the rest is history here's where it gets interesting okay if it ain't already interesting enough (laughs) right so so real quick uh, uh, so are we jumping ahead to to now no not yet i'm about to break down cynthia for a second and it's gonna make sense okay go ahead i got a question but go ahead you want to ask your question first you sure no, I, I wait for Cynthia. Okay, and see where it go. Okay, Cynthia is not. Oh shit! <laughs> you can you can you can blurt that out. Cynthia, edit that out. Is not my dad's yeah. sister's daughter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's jump. But she was a minute ago. <laughs> Okay, here we go. So let's jump right. back to my aunt, the one that's here to tell the story. Okay. She says her sister one day, mind you, Cynthia is, is 30, at around 30 at the time she came into my life. Okay. But Cynthia's been around ever since she was an infant. Okay. Okay. One day, my my dad's sister says one day she's at, at my granddad's house, 
and they get a call. And when they pick up the phone, when my aunt picks up the phone, they say, hey, we have your sister here in Arizona and we're trying to give her a ticket to come back to D.C. Okay, so real quick for for the people out there, Aunt Two is the younger of the two aunts. That's the one who picked up the phone. Yes, Aunt One is the, the one in Arizona. Aunt One is the Aunt One is the one that originally it, found me. That's right, not, in Arizona. That's not here anymore. Is in Arizona. Okay, so the older aunt is Aunt One, ladies and gentlemen, and Aunt Two is the younger of the two sisters. Right, Aunt One is in Arizona and they're trying to give her a ticket to come back to DC. They just need to verify an address to, to know that they not just sending somebody with nowhere to go. Okay. Right. Across the age. So my granddad says, Hey, as long as I got a roof over my head, she got a roof over her head, send her on. Mm. When she shows up at granddad's house, she has a baby in her arms. The baby in her arms is Cynthia. It's Cynthia. Okay. Okay. I said, wait a minute. So where did Cynthia come from? (laughs) You just pop up with Cynthia. So I go, so let's flash back. So in the conversation of talking to Cynthia, I ask these questions. I say to Cynthia, I was told a story that your mom showed up one day with you in tow. And is that true? And she said, yes. And she says, she calls me John John. She says, John John, I been trying to figure out, I'm 70 some odd years old, and I've been trying to figure out where my biological family is. Who her family is. Who her family is. Okay. She says, I was told that I was originally from Chicago. Mm. Okay. She said, one day, I was trying to get a job. And, of course, you know, to get a job, they want you to have your social, your birth certificate, all this, blah, blah, blah. She mm-hmm. said, I go to Mars and I say, hey, I need my birth certificate to get a job. She said, John, John, it took me six months to get this birth certificate. Sheesh. She said, when I get the birth certificate, it's got my mom, supposedly my mom and dad's name on, on one. it. Aunt One. Aunt One? Okay. Aunt, Aunt One gives her a birth certificate that has not Aunt One's name on it. Supposedly the, the, the real. her okay. real parents, okay? She says, okay. the problem with that, though, is when I take this to this job, they come back questioning me about this birth certificate. She said, in all these years, I've been trying to use the name that's on this birth certificate to try to locate my biological family. And she mm. says the name as of 2021 doesn't exist. It's not nobody. It's mm. it's just a name it's on a, made up name. It's a name on a piece of paper, okay? Mm. That it took six months for me to get. <laughs> so Cynthia says, I know exactly what you're feeling. I know I've been there, da da da. Even when I told her that I did the DNA test, she was like, Oh, maybe I should try that. It was like it was like a, like an exciting thing for her, but I say all that to say, it so was. How, go ahead. How long does how long does Cynthia know that that wasn't her real mom? How long did she discover that? Like when she was a kid or something? Yeah. Oh, this never. This was never hidden. This no. She she was aware, and she 
Okay. She was questioning um, my dad's sister up until the time she passed. And okay, whatever information that was, if there was any information, basically was... Didn't get nowhere. Didn't get nowhere. So she never... But growing up, she knew she was adopted. At some point, she knew and growing up, okay. that was a thing. But gotcha. like, okay. she, like she says, uh, this family is... All I know, you know what I'm saying. This family right. is all I know, and as far as I'm concerned, this is my family. Her, her her approach is just like mine. It's like, look, this is my family. This is all I know. It yeah. is what it ain't it gonna is. change nothing. I just needed. I, Go ahead. I would like to have had some clarity, right? right? <laughs> sort of like where I'm at now. Mm. So, um, I would say it was refreshing. To have an in-depth conversation with somebody that can actually relate to right. what it's like, what it feels like, what's going through my head. You know, I can bounce thoughts and feelings, and she totally yeah. get it. You know what I'm saying? And she has a daughter. And her daughter. Hey, she's still this daughter, did she? No, this is her daughter. This is her biological okay. daughter. And this daughter is not a fan of the family. Her thing is. That's not mm. your family. I don't want to have nothing to do with them. That's that's her approach. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. So, I say all that to say. My question, my ultimate big hanging over my head question is, mm-hmm. and I ask Cynthia, do you think? Your mom, my aunt, my dad's sister, mm-hmm. was kidnapping babies. <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> Whew. Well, so are we calling it kidnapping or rescuing? Let, let's let's change the wording. Because uh, Aunt 2 can testify that wherever you was found at was destroyed. Now, unless Aunt One took you from somewhere and put you in this place, mm-hmm. and then brought Aunt Two there to, to kind of mm-hmm. make it seem like mm-hmm. that, then that could be a thing. Or you know, she could just be stumbling across, especially in in her journey in life. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it takes you to it takes you to certain back roads and and mm-hmm. abandoned buildings where people ain't you know careful. Mm-hmm. And she could be the one stumbling across these kids and saying, "Hey." I'll take you out of this environment because I know mm-hmm. I have a little bit more with me. That I can I can possibly make something from it. I'm okay. hoping, as opposed to just running around stealing kids. All right. So, just a different perspective, you know. Just just trying to give us something I, to think. I about. got you. I got you. Now, here's my here's my here's my issue. Okay. Okay. This has been sort of like family secret type Mm. stuff, okay? My problem is if every, let's say it was what you said. This Mm -hmm. this woman saved me, saved us, I'm going to say. Why does that need to be a secret and be hidden? And not be something that's talked about and praised. That's one. That, that okay. Two. 
why was it basically hidden from me? I get it. This whole story. I get I get it when I was young. I'm about mm. to be 42 fucking years old. Like, why does this need to be a secret at this point? Why did you have to go digging for it? Why I have to go digging for this stuff? Why this stuff wasn't forthcoming? Now, mm. number three, this is what stood out. When I first talked to my aunt and I came to her and I asked her, the question, the first thing she mm-hmm. said was, what have you been told? Oh, shit. <laughs> when I called Cynthia, who had no knowledge that I ever talked to my aunt, mm-hmm. and I asked her the question, the first thing she said is, what did they tell you? Mm. So again, that let me know that this- Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Something's not right, bruh. <laughs> Something's not right. So you could literally be like stolen. I could literally be like stolen. Like, like so your family could have like a ring of just stolen kids somewhere. Me and or, or you think it, well, it, it died off with yeah. Aunt One. I think Aunt One, it went with Aunt One, but I think mm-hmm. that I think there is something about this story mm-hmm. that has been hope to never have to face. Because one thing my aunt said to me and it stood out was, I'm so glad I was able to have this conversation with you because it felt like the weight of the world is lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. She said, because to this day, I'm not 100% sure if we took you that day yeah and by being so hard to trace uh and back then you figure back then wasn't too many people gonna stand in the way of adopting a child like now you would have to you have to go really through a lot of hoops, hoops. Yeah, yeah yeah you know back then it's like okay you want this child he ain't got no parents but mind you but mind you it Here was it was done with some power there was some power behind Making right. my right. thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was a little easier, and then there's no, there's really nothing to trace it. Because you're trying, and it's still just bruh. dead end after dead end. So I, 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 I tried to get my adoption documents, right, mm-hmm. which was sealed. So being that they're sealed, I had to get a court to release these documents. Okay. The judge approved the release of the sealed documents, and when the documents was open, there was nothing in there. <laughs> Damn! So they sealed nothing, or somebody. The lady says to me. The lady says to me. The only thing she said, I never seen anything like this, and the only thing that's in here is what could possibly be your mother's name, and I'm not able to give you that without her permission. <laughs> How would you get permission from exactly. her? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Damn. Yeah, you should have slid her a 20 and been like, you know what I'm saying? Just, just no, she, the paper no she, the she was like, legit, there ain't nothing in here. Like, it's, it's nothing. Mm. It's basically nothing in here. So recently we talked to, uh, we talked to that department again, and they said that 
it's a possibility because they're transferring a lot of data from paper to uh, computer, you know, like like mm-hmm. backlogging it uh, digitally instead of having all right. the paper. She said, maybe, maybe, and this is a, a, a slim chance. Slim chance that maybe that has something to do with the the sealed adoption being empty. But mm-hmm. right now, I don't have an answer to that. My other problem is when I was about eighteen, I was issued a new secure social security number because the original number I had didn't match me. Ain't that some wild shit, <laughs> bro? Who are you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Greg. Damn. You didn't got a whole nother social? Yeah, I, at 18, you I was- You might be like Jason Bourne or something. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I joke about that shit all the time. I was like, For real, I might bro. be like, like some type be, of special yeah. agent. <laughs> so, uh, so when I say feeling like uh, having like identity crisis, like being at crossroads and asking yeah. yourself- you see where that comes from? It's like, yo, like this is some wild shit, right? It it's a brain yeah. fuck. You know what I'm saying? It's a brain right. fuck. Right. And to not know where certain certain things are coming from. Right. So uh I've I'm I have the paperwork here. I haven't filled it out yet, but um I have to f- file some special forms for them to be able to go back and try to locate my original hear this out original application for social security and birth certificate which would ha- which would have to have my birth mom's name or information on it because she would have had to have signed the original application to even you know but what if but how did how would she sign it if they didn't know who she was are no, you no, saying no, they do know? No, who. Social Security office has to literally request the original, a copy of the original. So not my sealed adoption paperwork. Okay. Where that, when that, wherever I was born, they looking mm-hmm. for original applications for Social Security and birth certificates. So, we so we're hoping that you were actually born like in a hospital. Well, I, I, I imagine I would have to have been. I mean, this is a biblical. I mean, you could have, like, Brennan's got a baby. You know what I'm saying? No, but like, it's still a baby. It happens. They didn't find me with a biblical cord still attached to me or nothing like that. I mean, you was nine months old. It would have shriveled up by then. Like, somebody could have birthed, you know what I'm saying, birthed you in that in that place and, and made shit happens all the time, bro. Like, and they, everybody ain't going to use, the hospital. But you usually still find, like, what's the, your belly button look like? Let me see. <laughs> I you got, got an Audi. I got a perfect. <laughs> I, got, I got a perfect. I'm going to put my you belly button on the screen. You still got some umbilical love. <laughs> I'm at this stage because you will be a terrible person to talk to about this. I still got some umbilical left. We got a little bit of umbilical left. That's your fine steak, too. Right. You got to clean no, that thing. That's yeah, what okay, saying. so yeah. Okay, okay. now this makes sense, though. Now I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better about the situation. I was always thinking, I mean, listening to the story, I can say always because this is a lot of the first time I'm hearing this stuff. But I'm I'm in the thought process of like you said a movie like you know somebody had a baby in the cut and right right 
threw you away type shit. So okay, and that was so yeah. So. That was another point my kids' mom made. She was like, "Yo, you you you're perfect. You like in good health." She was right. like, "You don't you don't have the health of a baby that was born of a drug yeah. addict." You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, you, you know. She's like, your skin is good. You don't have no ailments. You're not allergic to anything. Like you yeah. don't nothing. You got no smoky twitch and nothing. Yeah, like that. it's like you don't have none of the makings of a baby that was born in a dire. Okay. So you know, you're not a crack baby. I'm not a crack baby. You know, what you I'm just saying? you were just abandoned. Okay. So yeah. yeah, that that but that's that's a good sign though. That's that's good. That just means somebody got to do some really some serious really digging. digging. Yeah. And I'm trying. The hospital should have records of something, right? And see, this will be a lot easier, I think, if I real had, quick too. Okay, go ahead. Now you, you know, in elementary school you had a beard. So what if you was really twelve and you thought you was bruh, six, Bruh, I even thought about that. I was like, yo, what if I'm older than what I actually right? Am like you know like I bruh I be asking I be asking shit. myself the same shit, bruh. I'd be asking myself to say, I might be like right. Benjamin Button. Like, <laughs> like, right. Because we could be, cause they could be looking like, if you're saying you, you 41, mm-hmm. right? 41, 42. Mm-hmm. So if they're looking in that era, era of, you know, hospitals and stuff, but if you two years prior, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like we, yeah, that's, somebody got to do some research. I'm about to hire somebody. Well, uh, well, I so I talked to like, a big wig at the social security office. They actually reached mm-hmm. out to me personally. Cause I, I end up like leaving a message. They end up sending me. What happened was when I called them and I gave them like a little bit of the backdrop, they was like, yo, this is, this is beyond anything we could do at the surface level of social security right. office. So they gave me the number to like the head of social security, such and such and such. I call, leave him a message. And he actually, uh, personally mailed me, the forms that I would need to request them to like dig, dig deep. Like they about to go into the dungeon of social security. Like a PI or something. Yeah, like like some deep, deep digging type stuff. So hopefully this will be the thing that uh, finally gets me some answers. So Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I say all that to say like, I'm crazy for a reason. Like it ain't just I woke up one day. It just was crazy. Like I actually have a reason to be a crazy person. So yeah. So uh, so you feel you ready for that? Yeah, I am now. I, I it's been a process because this this process, believe it or not, great actually mm-hmm. started for me um, before Landon was born. A little bit before Landon was born. Gotcha. In, in fact, me and my kids' mom relationship grew out of. Her trying to help me deal, find information, and she she was she was literally the first person that talked me into uh, filling out the paperwork to get my uh, adoption unsealed. She was the first, and mm. our relationship grew out of her helping me with that. Yes, that's okay. that's how that all came about. So right now, but I know there was a roller coaster because, of course, you know, like you said, you started off that way, hoping and thinking that you're going to get an answer. And then I know at one point there was a roadblock where we hit a wall, and it was like, "This might be it. Like I might not ever find out." Yep. yep. But now we're back to there's hope to finding out. So again, are you willing? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, this this has been almost ten years in the making. At this point, it's been almost ten years in the making because I want to say. 
this started, um, I went to a doctor's appointment and the doctor started asking me about family medical history. Right. And that's when it, it, I, all my life, I knew little bits and pieces, but I never had the desire or even cared enough to actually mm-hmm. dig. When the doctor asked me that that day, and I was about to say, you. yeah, uh, we have, but then I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute, but I'm not, technically, I'm not wood. So, yeah. damn, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's that was the first spark, like, bruh, you might want to, hmm. you know, find some stuff out. But then when I had my son mm-hmm. and his mom was like, do you ever think about, do you ever look at your son and be like, yo, like, where does he get this from? Wait, you know, like, do we, who he look? I was like, absolutely. And that, and, mm-hmm. and then it hit me again. When I had my son, the desire grew. Then when I had my daughter, it grew even more. And it was like, yo, like, I want to know, like, do my, do my daughter like my mom? Do my daughter look like my dad? Do my son, you know what I'm saying? It's like, right. Shit yeah. like that start messing with you. I mean, siblings I got out here. I mean, siblings I got out here, you know, or family, period. I remember, and hit, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get off it. I remember the first three numbers of my original Social Security number. And zero, zero, one, oh, that. No, no. <laughs> but, I, but I say that to say somebody told me that the first three numbers of your Social Security number tells the place mm. that you was born in. Damn. Yeah. So you got some key pieces. No, no. You just here, need somebody to no, do some here, work. Here it is though. Okay. I if if I remember if I if I'm remembering the first yeah, three numbers born in Arizona. <laughs> no. If I'm remembering the first three numbers of my social security number correctly and when I looked mm. it up, it's for California. Mm. Okay. It's the West Coast. So when I did the DNA test uh with uh with uh Ancestry, mm-hmm. Ancestry say my bloodline is originated from Lu- Louisiana and migrated to where? California. California. Ain't that some wild shit? Hey, it's all coming together, man. We, we, this definitely is but, a. Uh, but my DNA test also said I'm seventy percent Nigerian. So, <laughs> I mean, you you do look kind of. <laughs> we being technical. It's funny you say that because uh, I I have two young ladies I work with on the, on my part time, and they're from one is from uh, Ghana, and one is from Sierra Leone, I think. And okay. when I when I told him, I said, you know my uh my DNA test say I'm seventy percent Nigerian. Both of them looked at me and was like, I can definitely see <laughs> Nigerian. <laughs> like you, they was like, you do look like a Nigerian man. I was like, wow, like a Nigerian warrior. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Whew. that was a lot to unpack. <laughs> it only took an hour. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 deep, man. That's. So 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 so, what do you think? What do you think? Should I keep going or should I just be like? No. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we here now. We got to keep going. All right. All right. Unless you want me to write the end of the script, because I, you know, I'll twist this thing up. <laughs> no, I'm gonna fill out this paperwork. That's been that's yeah, I, definitely. I've been definitely. sitting on this paperwork for a few months now, and I go through this process each each mm-hmm. step. I go through this process of uh, 
getting my mind ready for uh, the unknown. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, and yeah. so, um, yeah, so it's coming. It's coming. It's yeah. coming. But I would, I would look at it more so as a, you know, a beginning as opposed to like closing the chapter. Like you're looking for, like you said, you always chipping away at something. Mm-hmm. Always. Don't stop till you reach the goal. You know what I'm saying? Like the goal, whatever, whatever obstacles pop up, we got a goal. But we're going to keep chipping away at this goal until we get it. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. And hopefully um, I'll be successful. Yeah. Well, I'll be successful. So, um, all right. So that's that. Where you want to go from here? <laughs> so, so then we had a, the post about the... Uh, so based off of that, um, a lot of the stuff that I lined up was kind of centered around, I don't say kind of centered around, but it kind of like in the ballpark of everything that I was talking about. And so okay. um, I'm going I'm to go. What was the adoption post? Let's do that. Perfect, perfect, right. perfect. Let's do that. All right. So here we go. Uh, let me find it. Oh God. Let me find it here. Let me that. Um shoot, where is it? Here it is. Okay. This was a tweet that a young lady put out. She says, I saw this on Facebook and I totally one hundred percent agree. If you adopt a child this holiday season and you have the means to give them what's on their wish list, please don't ignore their wishes. So it reads like this. Okay. <clears throat> we have a few people every year that are appalled that are that a foster child would ask for a video game, a pair of Jordan sneakers, an American girl, etc. This year is no different. You can see on the comments of one of our posts, I can only explain it from my point of view. These are wishes that the foster children have. We never say they were needs, although we occasionally have folks agree to sponsor a child and then ignore mm-hmm their wishes and give them books and underwear. (laughs) Some of these kids go their whole life getting clothing only from the Salvation Army. Nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with that. At least they have clothes, right? But they go to school with your kids and they want what your kids want. They wonder why Santa bought your kids the video games, the Xboxes, and not them. Sometimes getting secondhand items for your whole life makes you feel, well, secondhand. Hmm. When I was young, we adopted a child from the angel tree, and a friend of my mother's made a comment about she couldn't believe they would ask for such expensive items. But her kids was asking for the same thing. So it's okay for a kid from rich parents to ask for an Xbox, but not a kid from a poor parent? What did either do to deserve an Xbox, nothing. So let us be totally transparent and say, yes, we allow the kids to ask for crazy things. This may be the only time in their life they get something extravagant. This may be the first time in their life they felt like someone cared for them. Imagine that. Dang. How did you think? What, what, did you, what is your thoughts on that? Oh, well, I didn't think that people treated foster kids that way but it makes sense I, I i could see that them looking at them as less than but my thing is christmas is, is always about 
the the expensive gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, usually throughout the year, your kids ask for stuff. You're like, man, you better put that on your Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Like, because Christmas is usually the time you get the stuff that you really wanted. So mm-hmm. I would not be shocked if a if an adopted kid asked for some Jordans. Like she right. said, like that's normal. That's what right. they see. Like, if a kid came to me and asked me for a book, like my daughter be asking for books. And I'd be like, this ain't the time to be humble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we can do that in in March, you know what I'm saying? I could <laughs> right. buy you a book in March. You know what I'm saying? Ask for this is the time to, you know, get what you want. So mm-hmm. that would be now if I was a person who slighted adopted kids or, or, or whoever, Christmas would, would not be the time for me to do that. It's like right, I, right. my mind wouldn't even go there. It's just no, this is what Christmas is about. But you, but you know how people are and that's that's the problem with um people don't think, bruh. People just yeah, flat out don't think. And I talk about this all the time. Like, you know, we talk about social media and all that. And mm. you could tell by how things that people post and things that people say, even myself included sometimes. Like, we we post stuff and we say stuff without thinking things all the way through. You know what I mean? And okay. it's always a different perspective or a different opinion or a different way to look at it, mm. I think. Like, for okay. instance, when we just was talking about my adoption, you gave mm. a whole, you know, I had a perspective, but you was able to give, you know, where maybe look at it like this. Right. You could do that in anything, in anything. And I'm glad you brought that up. You you must have been in my head. Go ahead. This, this was something <laughs> that I wanted to kind of say uh, for the longest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Kanye West had mentioned it on the one of the one or two drink champ joints or whatever. Got you. We have to normalize having conversations, mm. and and people have a hard time with having conversations, conversations because they always feel like it has to be a right or a wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, guy at work, my man Carlos, he always tells me like, Greg, man, you just so smart and you know, you so up to date on these things and you know, you you could just talk about anything or whatever. And I'm like, I never talk to anybody with the with to come off as right or wrong. I enjoy conversations cuz it's never a right or wrong, it's always perspective. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. and and we don't have to agree absolutely on anything. It's just you know, let me give you this to think about. Absolutely. You know, think about it this way. It ain't always got to be this way. Absolutely. So then even next time when I have a conversation, like we can come into it disagreeing on a, on a topic. You can give me something or mm-hmm. whoever could give me something. And then next time I have a conversation with somebody, still going with my point, if they talking, then I can be like, well, such and such said this. Mm-hmm. So look at it this way. And we can both learn something. And it ain't about coming out saying, oh, he's right, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's about perspective. Yep. And uh, uh not to ramble or not, but there was a situation where there was a Blue Lives Matter sticker on a on a vehicle, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, when I seen that, I'm heated, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm not thinking. I'm thinking the vehicle was a customer or whatever. Right. Then I found out. Then I found out it was somebody who actually worked there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just like, of course, I was. You know, I felt the way inside. But um, so going back to Carlos, we was talking. And he was like, "Yeah, you know, with the Blue Lives Matter, you didn't, you didn't get uh, ignorant. You know, you wasn't ready to fight. You know, you kind of kept calm." And I said, "Because I felt that inside. That's that was my initial reaction. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get, you know, gangster. You know, not saying I'm a fighter, or nothing like that. But I wanted to get aggressive, right? 
but what do we learn from that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. I, I said, I channeled that. And I said, I just want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Because he's thinking his way. I got my own thoughts. If we put them together, he might not have to agree with me, but he can see it my way. And he'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I, you know, I kind of thought this way. But talking to you now, I understand perspectives. Right, right. You know, and I hate when people always say, you, you, you feel like you're right. You always think you're right. I don't always think I'm right. I always have an opinion and I uh, I admire perspective. I want you, but, but people who say that don't listen to, mm-hmm. to comprehend or understand. Mm-hmm. They want to be right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't ever care about being right or wrong, but I want you to hear my perspective and exactly. hear, hear my side and exactly. just understand why I think the way I do. I might say the sky is purple and it might not be purple. It ain't about being right or wrong, but understand why I think that. You yeah. know, just hear me out. Yeah. You know, but we got to normalize having conversations and stop thinking right or wrong. And 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 I got to be right. You got to be wrong. No, th- let's normalize talking yep. without trying to figure out who's right or wrong, if that makes sense. I know Absolutely. I kind of got off subject. No, no but you, you're right on point. It, it reminds me of uh, the last uh, Dave Chappelle stand-up that caught all the controversy. And he mm. was saying how his uh, he was saying to his transgender friend, you know, I don't understand the whole transgender thing. And she said to him, I don't need you to understand it. I just need right. you to know that I'm having a, a life experience. I'm going through yeah. an experience. That's all you need. I don't need you to understand me. Just yeah. respect that I'm having a life experience. And you hit it, you hit the nail right on the head. And it's that it's that need to be right. And you know, um, I, I say this all the time. Social media has has done away with a, with middle ground. There's no middle ground. Right. And the problem why the, the issue with why we can't advance on any topic there is, is because mm-hmm. there's no middle ground. Nobody mm-hmm. want like you said, everybody wants to be right or it has to be a right or wrong. Instead of be. it being your perspective, my perspective, okay. What's the middle ground? I had a conversation. Right, what's the middle ground? Yeah, I had a conversation with um, my kid's mom. Um, uh, uh, a lot of people don't know. Uh, we've we've gone through a separation or whatever. And one of the things I was saying to her was, you know, we could we could keep bouncing back and forth. Um, we could keep bouncing back and forth. You know what happened in the past, and that's all fine yeah. and dandy. But what 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 are we gonna do now? Like now, now exactly. is now. is we 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 see what the problem is. We see you know where we went wrong, and we can we could mm-hmm. dwell on that if, if that's what you want to do. I don't want to dwell on that. Where where are we now? How do we move forward now? That's right. what's important. And because because so we sh- both have a perspective, we both could go exactly. back and forth on what who did what. Exactly. But how do we how do we meet in the in the middle place? Exactly. And that was my exact. Those were my exact words. I said, "You have your perspective, and your perspective is absolutely right." But right. guess what? I got a perspective too. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a perspective too, and your perspective and my perspective. Where do we meet in the middle? Mm-hmm. And the problem is, people they have to stand on their uh, being right or wrong, being right or wrong, so strongly that they can't mm-hmm. get to the middle ground. They can't get exactly. to the middle ground. So, 
Yeah. You hit it right on the head. You hit it right on the head. But yeah. getting back, and I just hate. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm about to say I just hate, like you said, with social media, it gives everybody an opinion. Like <laughs> I know we all supposed to have, but sometimes it doesn't work when you don't when when you have to be right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and, and that's the problem. We got to get out of being right or wrong or thinking someone wants to be right or wrong. Sometimes we just want. To be heard and and see perspective. I, I enjoy different perspective. I enjoy individuals. I don't ever want nobody that's like me. You know, what I'm saying like I enjoy talking to people because I like to hear people's thoughts. Exactly. So I can I can usually have a conversation about anything because I'm open to talking and, and learning and and understanding other people. But I also like. To feel that my side is being heard, mm-hmm. and usually when I don't feel that way, is usually when. I become the asshole because now I'm I'm gonna force you to understand what I'm saying because yeah. I'm not being heard. Yeah, yeah. Like and we, I don't want I don't want to be right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just want to be heard. <laughs> and I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, I'm the I'm the type of person I can have a strong opinion, mm-hmm. but I will compromise for the greater good. You right. know, now I would even go with your way, mm-hmm. <laughs> but when your way don't work. <laughs> Now you got to listen to me. You know what I'm saying? Now we got to go my way. Yeah. Now we got to go my way. I'm I'm like that. I don't have no problem. I'm like, look, you know what? I'll say quick. You know what? You right. Let's do it. Let's try it your way. That's my compromise. Let's try it your way. But if it don't work, I'm going to say I told you so. <laughs> right. Right. That's me. But you got to have that middle ground. You got to be able to move to the middle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you can't move to the middle... You don't accomplish anything. So at the, if you can't move to the middle at the end of the day, your strong right. opinion don't even matter. because It don't matter. It doesn't lead. you standing on that opinion, it ain't yeah. getting nowhere. It, it doesn't lead to a solution. It doesn't lead to a solution. Mm-hmm. And I say that all the time, especially when it comes to the matters of the black community. I'm like, we're great at talking about what the problem mm-hmm. is. Yeah. What's the solution? And, right. when a, and not only... Figure out what the solution is, but actually act on it and move forward. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, but yeah, but we, what is with this video? It's like. She said she going to talk today. <laughs> um, but getting back to the, the original post about the buying the gifts for the kids, I, I mm-hmm. think I agree. We shouldn't look at them as, as less than or treat them as less mm-hmm. than. And at the end of the day, kids are kids, man. It don't matter. Yeah. What part of the world they came from, you know what I'm saying, or, or what circumstances they came through? Kids are kids, yeah. man. Kids are kids. Um, and if we pushing Santa Claus and stuff on the kids, then you know Santa don't discriminate. Uh, well, of course, between naughty and nice, but you know he don't. <laughs> he ain't gonna say you get a book and you get Jordans. Like, come on, we got to keep it consistent if that's what we gonna do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, if you the type of parent that you wouldn't buy Jordans and stuff for your kids, then I yeah, get it. That's different. I get yeah. it. But if you do it, you know, like. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna, you know, give it up 100% genuine, don't even bother. And right. it's that post kind of struck something in me, and I said moving forward, I think I'm gonna try to get involved in that and and work on okay um, adopting a child for the holiday. I think it's only right for me to do something like that. So definitely. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was I got four of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that's right. All right, so. With that being said, and and keeping it in the theme of how we started this, I came across a post where, uh, yo, <laughs> you want to delete her? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. 
Um, let's do that. Uh, how do I delete this? Let's delete this. Okay. I came across a post that um, that really, really, really uh, I thought would be something good to talk about. I'm going to play it. Uh, this is a post a young man, a young boy was, he kind of had to get on his mom for how she was showing up at the uh, bus stop. Uh, okay. Here it is. Name a time your child fussed at you like it's they pay bills. Last time I tell you this, and I'm still mad about this. Sorry, how many Why times did you, you come into the bus stop wearing high shorts? Cause Why did you come into the bus stop with high shorts that could probably show you? You gonna let me talk? I already told you how my friends. You gonna let me talk? Ma, do you know how that stuff feels? Have your friends just stare at your mama like they your boyfriend or something? Sorry. I'm grown. I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not coming to this bus stop wearing high shorts trying to get some attention. Zah, these shorts not even high. Yes, they is. Zah, it's not. They above your thighs. That don't mean it's high. It is high. They could probably show your booty cheeks. Zah, 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 I'm grown, Zah. I'm 23 years old. You ain't not that grown to be coming to my bus stop dressed like that. Zah, are you my father? Yes. Hmm. Oh, Wait. man. Actually, no. <laughs> so what are you trying to say you gonna let me talk now i'm your protector you my protector but i don't I'm mean your bodyguard so i'm telling you that you can't come to this bus stop wearing high shorts like that za i'm grown and that's final who are you talking to you za i'm recording you i want them to know exactly how you talking to me look how you talking to me just because Tell them not to come to the bus stop wearing high shorts like how you do. Sir, nothing wrong with my shorts. Ma, you see how high they is? You can clearly see that. You really upset. You mad, man. I'm sorry, okay? What kind of clothes do you want me to wear? Some little jeans. Little jeans? These, no, these not little, little jeans? Jumping on me now, ganging up on me. Okay. So what you think, <laughs> man? <laughs> well, first off, the the little boy came to her with the concern. I mean, he genuinely sounded concerned in his in his uh, delivery. But I, I kind of had that same question when it comes to these these females and stuff that's on social media posting and stuff like that like do they ever think about their kid or, or their friend finding out about this stuff and having to go through that mm. because that's just i mean but you, your job is to i guess protect your kid you know to always make sure your kid is is taken care of and things but you don't you bring in unwanted drama in this little boy's life by coming to the bus stop with little shorts on with your ass out but why? Why is that something you want to do anyway? Mm hmm. Uh, what what I what I just said last segment. People don't think. She not thinking about how you know. She's saying, "Oh, I'm just going up here. It ain't gonna be a. Uh, it's gonna be a bunch of kids here. Yeah, but them kids got daddies. Them kids yeah. got you know. So you, she not even realizing you embarrassing your kid. Like your kid, yeah. he don't like how people look at you when you dress like right. that. Right. You know what I'm saying. And yes, I get women are grown or whatever, but they 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 may need to stop being mindful of how they dress when they're out with their kids. You know what I'm saying? But some things are taste 
tasteless in my opinion. And and I'm I'm a guy you can I don't you know wear you can wear whatever you want. Facts. Dress dress how you want to dress. Facts. But certain things don't work for me. You know, and I'll express that. You right. know, when right. we gonna look away. I don't I don't want your goods on display. Now, if you got a body, you got a body. You know what I'm saying? You can't hide it. But your ass cheek shouldn't be hanging out. You know what I'm saying? Under any circumstance, mm-hmm. outside of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to me, that's just that's that's garnering unwanted attention. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't the little niggas at the bus stop, you got dudes probably stopping on the street. You know what I'm saying? Dudes looking out the window like, "Here come the mom," and you know what I'm saying? But why do you want that attention with your with your child? But even mm-hmm. regardless of how you felt, you know, mm-hmm. you whatever. This little boy came to you and is expressing that. It's an issue, and you she should just be like, "All right, you arguing with him." That's the part <laughs> I don't understand. Like you arguing with him, yeah, even true. though I don't like the little boy's mouth. You know what I'm saying? But he ain't wrong. Obviously, his mom. Yeah, he ain't wrong at all. But obviously, his mom ain't. You know, established any kind of you know well, parental ground. She's recording and posting it. So yeah, so you know, so obviously the the, the relationship is a little different. Why she so, thinking it's funny? Like, nah, he he tried put you he tried parenting you right now. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but why wouldn't you listen to your kid? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because he a kid, they think oh, you, I'm, like she said, I'm grown. You tell a little boy you grown, like come on, man. I'm 23. I'm grown. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> I said, I said. I mean, we all say we grown at 23, but still, I said we got little, a lot more growing to do. I said, little man on her neck, ain't he? <laughs> he ain't playing yeah. around. But he, I mean, he made perfect sense. He articulated it well. Yep. Yep. Yep, he is not playing around. So that leads me to to uh some some better parenting. And I thought this Uh-oh. was this was pretty uh pretty powerful. Um let me play this clip. Uh let me restart it. I love you very much. Do you know how much I love you? You don't know how much? I love you like more than this much. I can see how angry you are. And I want you to feel better. I want you to love you enough to see how angry you are and want to feel better. Okay? Sometimes feeling better is getting the things that we want. But sometimes we can't get the things we want. And it's okay to be angry. But then we have to be able to let it go and understand that we're not going to get it. And we have to find another way to make our body feel better. I need you to love you. Okay? I love you. Oh. Let's have a good day today, okay? Jumpers. Come on. Man. Man. Did it say, are you trying to make somebody cry today? <laughs> <laughs> What did it say? Why he was why he was angry? I couldn't read the. the, the uh, this morning he was dealing with a lot of anger and felt. Um, oh shoot, it's moving too fast. Yes, it was fast. Uh, can I take it back? I don't know if I can. I don't think so. He was he was something was going on with him that had him angry or whatever. Uh, he's, okay. he's young. He looked like he could be maybe. What you think? Four, five, yeah, something like that. He's young, but what stood out to me. And the person that I actually uh, took the, got the video from, mm-hmm. um, we actually had a conversation um, on Instagram about the video because uh, she has a she has a son she has a young son maybe like five years old or whatever, 
And I was saying, you know, this is a powerful video. And I think sometimes uh, he was struggling. He was having feelings and was struggling with how to manage his emotions. A lot. Mm. He felt a lot of anger, uh, tri- getting triggered or something, and his it was making him upset. He was having an episode. Mm. But um, I was saying to her, you know, it's important for moms and dads, because I use myself an exa- as an example of how we deal with our sons when they're young, like when they're young. Okay. Uh, things like um, letting it be okay for them to show emotion. <laughs> um, letting them, um, working with them on how to manage emotions and, and things of that nature. Okay. And she was saying how, she was saying how she was, she had recently kind of been checking herself because she finds herself like yelling at him and going off on him all the time. And mm. she was like, she don't want to do that. And and she she realizes that a lot of stuff that we deal with as an adult stems from that these these very young ages. Like this stuff stick with us through through, right. you know, growing up. And yeah. She's saying dealing with grown men. She can see how their things that happened to them when they were young has affected them and affected their personality. Uh-huh. And I and I brought up my son and how even sometimes I find myself and I think it's naturally dealing with him different than how mm-hmm. I deal with my daughter and not allowing him Definitely. to show the same range of mm-hmm. uh emotion and being in tune with what he's actually feeling and, and letting him express and mm. um you know not wanting him to feel like that he always gets picked on and you know you yeah, know she... like all that stuff it's and, funny. <laughs> and and I'm going to let you go and I also had to think about how much of what I'm doing to him is a direct result of unaddressed things that I may have dealt with growing up that I might be passing on to him. You know what I mean? That ain't nothing. We look at it like, oh, that's just, that's just us. You know, you a boy is different. And it's like, Mm -hmm. but nah, like is doing that really healthy. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Right. Now, I will admit that I'm definitely, well, I was definitely the father who who was the boys don't cry, you know, mm-hmm. tough, uh, definitely treated my son differently than, than my daughters um, mm-hmm. growing up. Me too. Um, especially with him. You know, of course, it was always men don't cry, men don't cry. I know mm-hmm. I told the story before how when my grandma passed, you know, he was with me. I was, we, me and him was leaving football practice. I got the news out of the blue. Didn't know anything was wrong. Mm-hmm. Of course, I broke down because that's my grandma. You know what I'm saying? So he gave me a day or two to, to figure it out. Then he came to me he was like that. But you remember you told me men don't cry. You know what I'm saying? What's up with that? Whatever. And that's when that kind of dawned on me. Like, damn, you know, I, you say stuff in joking, mm-hmm. not realizing, you know, what you're actually doing. But with my son early on, when he was born, mm-hmm. I already had a daughter, you know, then his mom. So I always was like, you know, when he 
began when I when I had him, I was like, he always gonna be with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to leave him in the house with the women. You know, say you you always going with me. And he rocked. You know, he never gave us a problem. He always was with us. You know what I'm saying? Playing ball, wherever I was at, if he could go there, he was with me. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed as he grew up, he started to develop these male chauvinist ways. Now, mind you, I ain't that way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? My friends ain't that way. Mm-hmm. But just his observations because there was never no women around. Mm-hmm. You know? And if women was around, you know, of course he only saw his mom, but my friends didn't have women at the time where they wasn't really dealing with him so he's he came up with all this stuff on his own but when he would talk i'd feel bad because i'm like i don't talk like this mm-hmm. like i don't i don't say women only do this and men do this but he was always adamant that women did this men do this growing up as a mm-hmm. kid like five years old mm-hmm. Even with his barber, because his barber was a woman, and he used to always have a little attitude. She would talk to him, he was like, yeah, but women ain't supposed to uh, cut hair. They're supposed to braid hair and stuff like that. <laughs> but I'm like, your father don't talk like that. But, of course, you know, he just he's, he's learning all this stuff on his own. But, of course, growing up, you know, even when my kids would, would get in trouble, I didn't know what was going on. I hear some commotion. I start with him first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to whoop his ass and send a message to my girls, like, who want to be next? But I would always go directly to him because he was the boy. He could take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I guess what I'm saying is I guess I didn't understand or I probably didn't damage him as much because I kept him with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we was always it's, to this day, you know, he think he my father. Like <laughs> we always had a bond. Right. So I didn't damage him as much as I probably would have if I wasn't involved like that. Right, right. You know, if we didn't hang out all the time. He would probably feel a way about it. Because I used to always, he'd, he'd genuinely, be, I would go to him first. He'd be little Tariq. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm saying all that to say, I think parents should normalize talking to their kids. And I know that's yeah. not what we was ever brought up on. Yeah. You know, your parents said what they said, and there was no conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kids ain't talk. You know, you got discipline, that was it. Mm-hmm. But I also believe there still has to be the the line of fear and respect. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be some kind of fine line between the two because you can't really talk to nobody if there's no there's no fear of any kind of consequences. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I can if I'm screaming at my kid, it means nothing if he don't believe I'll ever touch him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But if 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 I've done enough early on. When I speak now, mm-hmm. and I give my, I allow my kids to, we, we talk all the time. Even if I discipline you or I punish you or whatever, I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about why. Mm-hmm. So you understand moving forward, you know, what's, what's asked of you. Mm-hmm. And, not, and not feel like you're always being punished or being scolded or being yelled at or whatever. We're going to talk. And I, I allow my kids to have that ground to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Express yourself however you want, you know, but there's still a line of I'm your parent. You're the kid, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna still give you the floor to express yourself, and I want to understand. I want you to understand, mm-hmm. you know. And I think some people get out of that thinking they can talk to their kid because kids have, especially nowadays, they ain't like we was. Nope, they ain't as sheltered as as we were. Not at all. We only learned what we was taught. <laughs> you That's know, saying like we didn't we didn't really go out and get to seek stuff outside of school and shit like that. But you know, social media and having phones and stuff is raising these kids a lot faster than we are. But we have to be okay with 
talking to our kids, but also understanding that you have to establish some kind of parental authority over your kid before you have these conversations. Because if you don't, conversations are it's like you talking to your friend. They feel like you a friend. I ain't got to respect you. You know what I'm saying? That, but there's always should be some kind of line of respect. You know what I'm saying? Some adult figure, you know, kind of presence. But still normalize talking to your kids and understanding that kids have days. Mm-hmm. Facts. Like the little boy had a day. Like kids have days. We don't yep. we don't go to school with them. We don't know what they're dealing with. Yep. But, hey, hold up. You you a little, what's up? Yep. You ain't speaking today? Absolutely. What, what's going on? Absolutely. Hey, sit down. No, nah, come here. Come here. Sit Absolutely. down, let's talk about it. Absolutely. Because they just might want to get something off their chest. But if you ignore it and be like, oh, go in your room. Or, oh, you you having a day-to-day. It builds. Absolutely. And then it comes out the wrong way. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, that video was definitely needed. Yeah. So, we, we, we seen both sides of the little boys tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what, right. One checking his mama and one mama stepping up to the plate. So, Yes, That's a beautiful thing. And and to all the moms out there with boys, listen, they got feelings too, man. They got feelings Definitely. too. All right. Uh man. I think I'm pouring it on thick. Should I break it up or should I keep rolling? Well, we're gonna keep rolling. We here. All right, all right. So I came across uh two clips of Mike Tyson. Who would have thought that Mike Tyson would be the voice of reason these days? Um <laughs> he the voice of something. <laughs> right. Uh let's do this clip first. Uh, He says The only I'm going to read this Well no let me play it Shoot Why all these (laughs) Now I'm learning something About Instagram All videos aren't the same Some videos you can control Some videos you can't What's that about Don't give me the line bro I don't know what that's about (laughs) But anyway Let me Can you control this one Let me do this one first All right. Oh shoot The only person that can hurt me Is a friend you have to be careful of your friends more so than people that you may think is your enemy. Everybody you fight is not your enemy, and everybody that helps you is not your friend. All right. What do you, what do you, well, before we do that, that's one, okay. and then let me play this one. I can control this one. Let me play this one. Let's do these back-to-back and time together. If you do me wrong, no. I cut ties like The devil wins. Quick. The devil wins. So you're saying the devil wins because someone did me wrong, and I cut ties with that person. I act like I never met that person. Yeah, so I got to be the bigger person. Because he changed you. Oh, okay. So he's your master because he controls your emotions. He's not your enemy. He's your master. Because you're not who you used to be now. He stole that away from you. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> Very interesting. Which one you want to unpack first? Uh, let's do the, the first one because I think that's simple. Okay. So he says your 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 friend your friend is the person that that hurts you the most. So the the friend is the person that can hurt you that can hurt you. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you feel about that? I agree because I feel like you as a friend I'm gonna hold you a lot closer. Of course, you expect things from your enemy, you know, so nothing surprises you. But your friend, of course, you expect some kind of, you know. Some loyal uh, level of loyalty or respect, you know, that shit ain't going to happen. Right. You feel safer. Okay. But, of course, enemy, you know, you're expecting anything from an enemy. So, yeah, I agree with him. Like, a friend could definitely hurt me more than an enemy could. Mm. Okay. How if, you feel? If, if, um, I have this weird, I have this. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> 
I have this weird relationship with hurt, right? With hurt? Yeah, with being oh, hurt. Her. With being hurt. Okay. With being hurt. Gotcha. So when I say that, um, and I know this has something to do with like my bad wiring. Like I have this bad wiring going on, right? Okay. I don't really, I don't really get hurt per se. Okay. Disappointed. Disappoint is disappointment considered hurt. Like when I, I think, have a, I think when I think, I guess for me when I think of hurt, it's like, um, I don't know, like. Two things. It seems like something you carry with you. Yeah, yeah. Like a disappointment, you can kind of like, damn, but get over it. Yeah, but yeah. But a hurt, yeah, yeah, you yeah. kind of carry it with you. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. Okay. Yeah. Two. Okay. Let me. So, so in a bit of transfer, in a a bit mm-hmm. of transparency, mm-hmm. two things, and it's just me personally. Two things that I don't feel I have truly gotten a grasp on: hurt and love. Let me explain. Okay. People say, you know, they have loved or they've mm-hmm. been in love, whatever the case may be. But when I, whenever I ask somebody, well, what is love? I never get like uh, what I, I guess what I feel is a legitimate right response. Like, I, I think we like a lot. I think we like a whole lot. I think we definitely lust. But love, so when you look up love and how love is supposed to be forgiving and unconditional and, you know, all these things that mm. love's supposed to be, I don't ever see that. Hmm. I don't I don't feel I see that. And I'm like, I think a lot. I, I think you can, I think you can love and. But I think I think the the line gets becomes an issue when there is hurt there. Okay, so so let me use my kids as an example, right? Mm-hmm. I think my kids was my first, uh, where I feel the for the first time like, okay, this love. is what love is, right? Mm-hmm. Because no matter what, mm-hmm. my kids are my kids. Like, ain't right. no ain't no. I'm I'm done with you, and I've seen parents do that with their children. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Definitely. Me personally, I can't I can't do that. I I don't see mm-hmm. myself ever not my kids. You know what I'm saying? Right. For for lack of better terms or words, right? So to mm-hmm. me, that's love in its unconditional form, like the true right. meaning of love. I don't see that a lot in the world. I don't mm-hmm. see that a lot in relationships, mm-hmm. both both romantic and and platonic. Mm-hmm. I don't see it, and I'm like, do people really know what love is, or is this? But do you you do realize? No, no. I, I think I definitely believe in love, and I, I I think I feel the difference and have felt the difference. But you do realize. I think everything you're saying is more so. 
kind of disproving your point because if you're saying your kids are showing you what this love is, mm-hmm. you understand that there is a love. Like no, no, that, no, that's uh, a thing. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm, not, yeah. No, I'm not saying there but, is no love. No, no. But understand that your kids can change that at any moment. <laughs> okay, explain. They could hate you. You know what I'm saying? They could try to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Like they could genuinely but, like. But my love like, for them would never. I don't think my love for them would ever change. Yeah, I mean, if, the, if your kids try to kill you in your sleep, I think you might stop loving them at some point. Nah, man. I mean, but I, but no, but but, I, but I'm saying there are ways that people can fall in love with their kid. Not necessarily saying. saying you. I see what you're yeah. saying. So I that same energy, mm-hmm. you know, you can can be put into friendships and relationships mm-hmm. with the right, you know, situation, of course. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? And so, yeah. But I, I think what, what you're saying is when someone hurts me or hurts someone, they forget that there was a love there or they 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 try to pretend like there was never a love there or there's not a love there. Mm. Okay. Now, I, and I'm going to say that to say, maybe we should go to the, because the next clip is what I really wanted to talk about, but I don't know if it's, they kind of tied together, but go I don't want to kind of no, go Go ahead, off man. That's without, our show. Do what you want to do. All right. So, <laughs> so with the, the, the other clip, when they were saying that, and this, I've been trying to talk about this for the longest because, uh, three stars had discussed this on their show before, saying that that somebody shouldn't be able to change you. Mm. And like what Mike Tyson just said, he was saying, "No, you know, what I'm saying no one should be. That mean they changed you, they own you, the master, and, and whatever, whatever." And I disagree. Mm. You know, what I'm saying if if I'm loving John for for what me and John share, if John does something to me, if John changes the dynamics. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's not on me. You know what I'm saying? Like that that opens the window to change. Okay. Because now there's that the, what connected us it is now gone. Okay. See what I'm saying? Okay. okay. So I, I believe that that doesn't change you, change me per se. I feel like maybe you change. But to to go, to go back to what I was saying before, mm-hmm. when we're hurt. We like, oh, fuck him. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that, this and that, this and that, whatever. Like, that ain't love. Now, being older and going through a lot of stuff and, and seeing friends coming, because I'm a friend I love hard. Mm-hmm. When you my friend, <laughs> I, I don't I don't put up with, I don't expect certain shit to happen because it'll be something I would never do to you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So we should never, ever get to a point where certain things are said or done or whatever because to me, that that's how that's how I am. So whenever something changes, I'm hard on my friends. You know what I'm saying? I'll I can act out or whatever. But now I've grown and I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I still love you. Right. Yeah, you hurt me, but I still love you. But I don't hold it. I don't I don't I don't let it weigh me down no more. I just move on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it it, it doesn't have to the hurt part, like you're saying, it's more um disappointed. Yeah. But I still love you. Yeah, yeah. But you still hurt me. And I'm still disappointed, but some people will be like, nah, fuck cuz. I ain't dealing with cuz no more. No, I still fuck with, you know what I'm saying, my friends. You know what I'm saying? Even if we haven't, you know, talked or whatever, we don't kick it like we used to. And I can understand that we ain't, you know, we ain't there anymore. You know, but I don't hate you. I still love you. You know, we can still keep the same love. Even, you know, if you 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 break up or it's something like if there was love there, you can you can understand that what the love was mm-hmm. and still understand that you can move on and not hate nobody. Mm-hmm. 
I guess well, most of us, when, when wrong is done to us, we so quick to hate and and say hurt mm-hmm. instead of just saying, okay, this is what it was, understanding. Yeah, that's that's me. Like, like if I had love that for you. That is definitely you. you. <laughs> what? What's definitely me? Able to, to be where I finally have gotten to where it don't have to be beef or hatred. Yeah. It's just... No, it's just okay. We, we just ain't there no more, and yeah, that's, that's like, all it is. And, and whenever you're ready, if you decide, hey, right, then it's all good. Like I'm, I'm, I charge a lot of shit to the game, right? And what and what I mean by that is, and I'm not talking just platonic relationships. I'm talking even in in romantic relationships, right? I people ask me all the time, how are you still cool with all your exes? I said, because I'm just charging to the game. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to hate you. We don't have to have this. this. Right. I have exes that I talk to. They call me and talk to me about things and ask my opinion about things in a current relationship. Like, that's the type mm-hmm. of nigga I am. Like, we all going through this journey of life. We're not going to always be on the same page at the same time. We're not going to always feel the same way right. at the same. You know what I'm saying? It's a journey, man. And life is too short. And I refuse to be be bogged down and burdened with holding right. all this malice and these grudges mm-hmm. and whatever. If you did something that disappointed me, I would charge it to the game now. I'm also the type, I'm not going to force myself on you either. You know what right. I'm saying? You feel some type of way, I'm going to give you your space to feel that type of way. And if you decide to come back around, then that's what you do. And if you decide never to come back around, guess what? That's your mm-hmm. decision. But my, my, I don't want to use the word love, but my feelings for you, it, it don't waver. It don't change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even, I got, I got one ex in particular that like, Oh man, like she really grind my gears, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. if she ever came and was like, "Hey, how you doing? What's up?" It for me, it'll be like nothing ever happened. That's just right how I am. I, I can't. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't help it. That's just how I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. I but I also feel like this, Greg. I am the nigga that you want on your team because, right. <laughs> nigga, I'm. You know, I feel like I'm also. I can be a good friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's I, how I feel. I feel I'm a great friend. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? People I might, might not agree. I might not I might not come I might not come to everything. I might not talk to you all the time. But if if you ever needed if you if something ever go down and you you mm-hmm. want to know somebody got your back, I'm that nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. dropping everything and I'm there. And I feel like mm-hmm. I'm a great friend. I feel like I'm understanding. I feel like I'm patient. And sometimes I wish people would have those same qualities with dealing with right. me, but it mm-hmm. is what it is. I don't hate them for it. That's that's their journey. Right. That's their thing they have to figure out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I ain't talking just platonic race. I'm t- I'm uh, platonic friendships. I'm talking relationship too. Relationship, yeah, yeah, all, all that, that, all that. So I don't know. But to and, and kind of like you were saying before, we kind of got to be careful with. Like you're saying, loving and liking and, you know, because yeah. we have friends. We have friends that we fuck with, like we like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But you also have friends that you love and and those are the ones that's a little different than because you can easily not, you know, deal with somebody that you fuck with. Like, oh, I see you when I see you, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, the ones that you hold closer, it might be a little bit more, you know, to a little bit more forgiving when it's time. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Whenever it's time or, or not even having to forgive. But it's funny 
we I talk about it all the time. Me and my lady, we talk about like winning the lottery and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know how people come out the woodworks and you know having to responsibilities and dealing with all that money. And I'm like, I would be perfect being rich because I don't have that level of care for people. Mm. If <laughs> I don't, I I don't have a problem with being disliked. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem saying no. You know, saying to certain people, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't carry, like, people couldn't come and be like, oh, I need you, I, can I have this and this, and I would care, because <laughs> if I don't deal with you, I don't deal with you, uh, and it wouldn't, it would not help, it, I would not lose sleep at night. Mm-hmm. The people I, that I'm close to, that I fuck with, I would take care of, you know, we would be straight, but the ones who, uh, you know, wishy-washy or family members that come out the blue, I could genuinely sleep well telling you <laughs> no. Right, right, right. I don't have that level of, of compassion for everybody. Uh, the people I fuck with, I do. Gotcha. But the ones I don't, it's easy for me to be like, no. Because mm. I don't mind being hated. I don't mm. mind. <laughs> okay. I actually enjoy it at times when it's, you know what I'm saying, like I used to. Like now I just don't care. Mm-hmm. But I used to enjoy being hated because I can, I, I thrive in those moments. Mm. <laughs> you know, I enjoy being an asshole. <laughs> So if you so choose crazy. me to go against, yeah, no, seriously, if you choose me, I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I don't have the, you know, most people be like, man, well, Uncle Ronnie, you know, even though I ain't seen him in 20 years, you know, he down bad. I could be like, fuck Uncle Ronnie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, he good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we going to go ahead and take this trip or whatever. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> you so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you so crazy. You so motherfucking crazy. But nah, I, um... I mean, I, I I feel where you're coming from. I'm just, um, man, I I don't. I, that's why I keep busy, man. Like I don't, I don't got time to be dwelling and and you know, you know. Now don't get me wrong. I'll I'll feel something for for a minute or two. You know what I'm saying? But then I'm out of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, ne- next. You know what I'm saying? Because right, life too short, man. Life too short. I ain't getting no younger. Definitely. And no, first of all, and, and life is not too short. Life is long. And we're going to enjoy it. We're going to stop pretending that life is short. We're going to stop putting that into existence. I like to say life is long. We're going to be here forever. We're going to enjoy every single minute. Okay. It. it ain't short. Okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Life is long, man, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. Every <laughs> minute of it. There you go. All right. There we go. There we go. There you have it. I don't know what's gotten into me tonight. I'm just uh, I'm full of joy. I'm full of joy. Let me delete this so we don't get confused okay. here. All right, man. Let's narrow this down. We had two hours. We still ain't did two's reviews. Right. Uh and what the hell is back. What the hell? Let's do <laughs> let's do Will Smith and then we'll we'll wind this down. Okay. All right, here we go. Oh nah, man. You've oh. play, been playing shit all day. Right. Now the junk Accidentally. Play. Now the shit you want to play won't play. All right, let's see. Let's try this again. Will, like, you've been crying for a minute. Right. Okay, okay, boom. All right, here we go. You can't punish people for mistakes. You know, it's like you have to forgive people. And a big part of that, you know, is forgiving yourself. We don't forgive ourselves for stuff, and it makes it impossible for us to forgive other people. That last time with daddy-o, I just learned what love is. 
Love is not punishing people and beating on them for what they did and hanging on to that trifling shit, you know, that they did to you. And it's like get, getting out of being a victim, you know, and Daddy-O and his death purified my heart in a way that I, I love life. Like, I love the opportunity to be better. I love the opportunity to work with people, to find their way. And he helped me cultivate like an emotional invincibility. To love and to be loved is really all there is and everything else needs to be set up to support that. Damn, Will sound like me right now. You know, when you see things and you read things in the press and you don't understand exactly what's going on, uh, just know that everybody in my life and everybody on my side and in my team and my wife and my ex and my children, what, what you're watching is an experiment in unconditional love. Mm -hmm. it, there's, that, there's that unconditional love thing. Yeah. So, so what did you think about that? I, I thought it was great. I, I feel exactly where he coming from. And I think the key thing that he kind of said was we kind of got to it goes back to what we said earlier about right, wrong perspectives and everything. Sometimes we got to take a look in the mirror. Mm. And I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. Because, gotcha. again, you're looking for someone to blame. Mm -hmm. Most people play victim, you know, mm -hmm. right or wrong, whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't have to beat yourself down to understand yourself. Mm. I think we talked about it before. Like, even in relationships and stuff of the past, I know what I've done in these relationships that they didn't work out. Mm -hmm. I understand my part. It's not really about what the other person done. I mean, of course, you know, it plays a factor, but I know what I didn't give in relationships, but I also know why I didn't and what I'm capable of doing and, and who's capable of getting it because you take a hard look in the mirror at yourself and say, instead of trying to point and blame everybody else, you say, no, this is what you do. This is who you are. How do we fix it? Are you cool with this? If this is who you want to be, then this is how we going to rock. If you don't want to be this way, let's change and move forward. You know, but, and that, to me, that comes with, uh, it's like a sigh of relief. And it helps you to see life differently. Mm. Instead of, Again, trying to be right and wrong in perspective. Like I had a conversation with, with somebody before about their situation. Mm -hmm. And like I tell them all the time, like your idea your situation is not ideal to everybody else's, but it's yours. Mm -hmm. If you want to deal with this situation and you want to live in it, that's your prerogative. Mm -hmm. But you have to live in it the way you live in it. Don't live in it how we would live in it because we wouldn't accept certain things. Mm -hmm. But if you're willing to accept certain things, you got to move a certain way mm -hmm. because this is your life. It's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Accept it as yours. Be happy, but understand 
that you got to move how you move. What you, you can't move how I would move mm-hmm. because I wouldn't be in that situation. So don't let nobody tell you how to move. If right. you un- but you got to be willing to deal with yourself and understand yourself. And I feel like that that empties a lot of shit that you worry Facts. about in life. Facts. 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 And I was going to say so many people are struggling not only in life but in relationships both platonic and uh, romantic mm-hmm. f- for what you just said. Stop worrying about how somebody else is doing it, what somebody else is going to mm-hmm. think and free yourself up. People, a lot of people, we, like you said, we, we make excuses and we use trauma and we use this, that, and the third to hinder mm-hmm. us when you don't have to accept none of that shit. You don't, you don't have to accept none of that shit. And and it's your life to live. You got this mm-hmm. long, beautiful life to live. Why die and not do none of the shit exactly. that you wanted to do <laughs> exactly. the way you wanted to do it? Because you worried about everybody else understanding you and, and, and seeing things your way. Fuck no. that. <laughs> Again, look at yourself. Understand your good and your bads, your flaws and your, 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 your saying whatever. And whatever you are willing to take on in your next journey, then take it knowing that you're taking it for yourself, not nobody else. Mm -hmm. So where I might not like it, it ain't got nothing to do with me. You find somebody who do like it. And don't look at, don't, don't look at, uh, don't play victim. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a fucked up thing to say, but we don't have to play victim because no one is right and no one is wrong. Yeah. And, and and another thing too, Greg, we we have um how I wanna say this. That's saying that there's somebody for everybody, I believe is mm-hmm. true. And Definitely. I also believe when you're dealing with somebody, I'm talking romantic now. Oh no, it platonic or romantic. Okay. If you're dealing with somebody, you should not have to change nothing. Nothing. Mm-mm. If they can't accept you for who you are, flaws and all, mm-hmm. that's not your person. That, it ain't your and person. I just had this. And go ahead. And to piggyback off that, certain things that, that you might not be willing to do for the right person, you are. Fact. Because you're getting what you give. Or you're not willing to do for the wrong person. <laughs> you right. might do you for the right person. Well, Right, exactly. For the Man. right person, you gonna you gonna make certain adjustments, and yes. it ain't changing its adjustments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I, I use this saying. Um, um, I, I I'll talk about it when, when it comes in regards to marriage, okay. right? Because I I've okay. I've been I've have been very vocal about marriage, and I don't think I would do it again. And da da da. And I and. Mm-hmm. At some point along my rants of doing that over the years through you and you and all these shows, I said, it's not that I wouldn't do it again. Mm-hmm. Somebody would have to open that in me. Mm-hmm. If, if if for me to eat, to even think about or consider it, somebody mm-hmm. would have to open that in me. And if, and if, so my answer to that is when people say, well, would you get married again? I say now, Somebody will have to open that in me. 
Yeah. It's, and it's funny you say that because I had a conversation with, with my homeboy, and he was saying, man, if anything, God forbid, anything was to happen, and me and my wife split, he was the same way. I'd never do this. I'd never this and that. And I said, it's easy for you to say that because your last recu- recollection on things were bad. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Where where 10 years ago, when we were dating, you know what I'm saying, 10 years ago, back in the day, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. we played the game. You know what I'm saying? You you told the women what they wanted to hear. You didn't give too much. Everybody kind of danced around certain things until it got sweet, and then you tried to figure it out along the way. I told him now, if something was to happen, again, like I said, you self-check. You say, this is who I am. This is what I'm willing to deal with. This is what I need. And when you dating, quote-unquote, when you're dating out here, you're going in there wide open because – we ain't playing the game no more. You know what I'm saying? So you can easily weed out the bag because now you don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You would you would want compa- uh, companionship, mm-hmm. but you don't need anything. But you're not leading with the bullshit. You're leading with who you really are. Mm-hmm. Like, look, nigga, I done been through some shit. <laughs> like, this is who I am. What you, you see know what is saying? what you get, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, I ain't playing the game no more. Right. So, of course... Certain people who don't fit that mold ain't gonna last. Mm-hmm. They don't. You don't have to. We don't have to be hateful or whatever. Like, no, we just friends. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we ain't no long term, so I ain't gonna string you along. Now we can be friends and kick it all day, whatever. Mm-hmm. But of course, by knowing yourself, you're going to allow the right person in because you're leading with with all your cards open. Yep. So that person gonna come in with their cards down, and y'all gonna compare cards and be like, oh, we we match. We can rock. But if not. Then I'm gonna move on, but mm-hmm. you got to know yourself moving forward. So it's like you say, it's not a cutoff that you wouldn't do it again. You just ain't settling. There's no more compromise. Yes, yes, yes. You're gonna do it your way yes. and your way only, and, and you have the right to do that. And I had a com- I had a conversation yesterday, and it was um, it was refreshing because. You you know, like I'm like I said, I'm the type of person I reflect, I gather my thoughts, like I try to be. I try to think of things well. I try to think of things well rounded before I speak. And and those are my words exactly. I said, I'm at a point in my life where now I can do what the fuck I want when I want that's and it. be who I am 1000% and those that's going to fuck with it going to fuck with it and those mm-hmm. that's not not. I ain't I'm not bending, I'm not folding, I'm not now I will compromise. I will right. make some compromises. But mm-hmm. what you see is what you fucking get. And if you rock yeah. with it, let's rock. If you don't, that's fine too. No love lost. That's yeah. that's that's old King Johnny in a nutshell. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah, but but most people who who date for a need as opposed to a wants. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a mm-hmm. difference between needs and wants. And some people put needs in front of their wants, and that that clouds you once you you know get down the line because it's like, bro, like I ain't you know. Like now, I'm financially stable. I don't need her for her money now. So now she don't look as good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you came in needing her money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. But right. it's just understanding that knowing yourself. I, I and I think that's what 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 the key to everything in life is knowing yourself. Absolutely. That's kind of like what Will said. Like once you know it, mm-hmm. you can you can move through life a little bit with a little bit less weight on your shoulders, mm-hmm. and everything else kind of aligns with it because. You're being truthful to who you are. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. That I think this was an amazing show. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I thank you for letting me uh vent and and 
talk about that and hey, that's what your platform is for, man. <laughs> get that off my chest. That's and I it. hope I hope those that listen that are listening got something out of this. I thought this was a very, very um impactful conversation. All right. I hope so. Two's reviews. <laughs> you ready? Let's do it. Two's reviews. Two's reviews. All right. Okay. So I hope you've been marking. I watched market, a whole lot of I hope shit. you've been marking all this stuff. You had some work to do tonight. Have you been? Yeah, I, I, I got some. I got some things going. <laughs> all right, all right. I hope they're right. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I hope they're right too. Okay. All right. So since we last recorded, I've watched a few things that I can't remember half of them. But there are. I think I said it was three things I want to talk about. So I. Uh, I watched the Wu Tang series. I don't know if you you watch it. I haven't watched it. I've heard I've heard good things about it, but I haven't watched it. Okay, yeah. So I finished uh, season two last night. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And um, the the overall story itself, of course, everybody know Wu Tang, but just to to see the backstory and see how everything played out and, and unfolded was great. I enjoyed the behind the scenes look and, and, and their story of how it came up. But I have a few issues with the show. Okay. <laughs> One, I think playing people is is hard when we know who these people are. Well, I don't think it's hard. I think they made it harder than what it needed to be. We know who your character is supposed to be. I don't think they needed to sell it as much as they were doing. Um, uh, And it was just amazing to me that Niggas is just so street. Mm. Like, and I don't know if it's fat. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it's fabricated. I'm assuming it's fabricated. But <laughs> my question to that is why? Uh. Why did it need to be extra street? Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, they had Raekwon shooting up uh, Ghostface's house and almost killing his brothers and stuff. Now I don't know if this is true or not, and it, it, I haven't seen them ever talk about it being that extreme. But why was that necessary? <laughs> right, 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 right. Why was that necessary? But overall, I think it was a, a solid series. I can't wait for season three. I definitely think you should check it out if you was a Wu Tang fan. Okay, it's definitely definitely worth worth watching. The dude who did ODB was amazing. Wow, yeah, he he did great. Who is my favorite uh, Wu Tang character? Photo record. Yeah, he did great. The, the nigga who played RZA, I hate. I hate everything he plays. <laughs> I hate his acting. I hate his face. I who hate his facial this? expressions. I see who this is now. He the same Batman Equalizer too. You watch that? Uh, I don't remember it though. Um, I seen it, but I don't remember it. Remember? It. Yeah, he just he gives you the same look all the time, bro. It's like. You want three million dollars, and he give you the same look as if his mama got shot. Like nigga, like that smile, nigga. Like it's okay. Yeah, I hate his acting. I, I can't see. Is it him right here? I uh, can't see. That. Oh shoot, let me see. Um, he played Rizzo, so he should be like the first nigga to come up. This dude. Yeah, that's him. I don't remember him. You would, I mean, he got hair right there, but Equalize, I think he had like a shortcut. Okay, okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but the series was good. Overall, I mean, the series was good. Dude, I, I had my little gripes with it, but. Dude kind of looked like good. ODB. Hey, dude. I thought it was his son at first. Wow. 
Yeah, it definitely ain't him, but he did good. Wow. I'm about to check it out. I'm going to check it out one day. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. I give right. it, uh, what I give it? I give it I give it three twos. I think it was solid. Okay, definitely three worth twos. a watch. Three twos. Yeah. Okay. And then you Can you got, go to the notes? Uh, I know I had. Yeah, you had them here. Wait a minute. True story. No, no. What, what else was that? King what Richard. Else? King Richard. King Richard. You, did you watch that? I don't even know what that is. The the Venus and Serena father joint. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm meaning to. I'm going to watch it. I'm interested in it. I haven't watched it yet. That, that was great. It really was? Okay. That was, yeah, that was great. Like it, it took a little getting used to Will. Are you familiar with that father? Thing. No, not at all. Okay, see, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar. I'm really familiar with the father. So I'm, so okay. I'm gonna watch it because I want to see how Will does this father. Because okay. his father, the father was no joke. Yeah, because they tied it in at the end. Okay, they showed you all the real clips of the stuff he was doing, yeah. and it made it even better. But yeah, they killed it. The story was just amazing. Just seeing, it's kind of like Lavar Ball, like how people look at Lavar like he's crazy, you know. And I think Lavar just talked too much. That's his only downfall. Mm-hmm. But to to see fathers have a plan and execute it, you know, is is a great feeling because everything was stacked against them. You know, they they tried to treat him like he was crazy, but he had a vision. He knew who his kids were, and he was like, "No, we going. This is this is the path. I, I already got the path, and we going we going to uh, walk this path the way I wrote it out." And even when Serena kind of felt the way about Venus getting all the attention, he told her, he said. You know what I'm saying? Your sister's going to be number one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you're going to be the best that ever did it. Mm. Like, he told him that at an early age, and it it played out perfectly. So I thought it was amazing. The, the acting, of course, was great. Will did his thing. It's like that saying, you know your kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, true, to a degree. But that's that'll be a different <laughs> uh, I had something for that, but we, we'll talk about that another day. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, it was solid. I, I definitely get that probably a four, four twos. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, I'm, almost. I'm glad you brought it up. I almost forgot about it. Yeah, please watch that. All right, I'm definitely. Gonna True story. That. Did you watch True Story? I didn't. I plan on Nigga, watching did that. Did you too. watch anything? <laughs> you know, did you I'm watch si- TV? no, no. <laughs> so yes, I do watch stuff, but you know what I'm struggling with? I don't remember what I did on last reviews, and I don't want to repeat myself. Because I okay. did watch some stuff, but I can't remember if I talked about it last show or not. Mm. I think I did. But I just mean the main shit. Like, these these things are, are pretty popular. These are things I... They on things, your list. Yeah, they're on my list. I just... I got you. It okay. takes me a minute to get to stuff. So, yeah. Bruh, True Story, Kevin Hart, and uh, Wesley Snipes. I've heard all good are, things. Our brothers, you know, and... In the in the show, in the yeah, it's a show. So it's a show, not a movie. Uh-huh. First, uh, what is it, seven episodes? I think it's seven. Okay. The first one is an hour. The rest of them are thirty minutes. Okay. Of course, early on, you gonna pretty much come up with your own conclusion. Early on, you gonna be like, you know, what I'm saying, like, you know, this how it plays out, kinda. Okay. okay. When you see it, you like, oh, I know what's gonna happen. You gonna already try to write the script already. Like, got you. Some people do when they watch a movie they try to figure it out I, the first five minutes i'm definitely that person <laughs> okay i'm not <laughs> i like i have my theories but i like to you know what I'm saying kind of watch it play out i'm definitely the one that's gonna try to figure it out before yeah bro but the way even even knowing it the way it plays out is just it was great they they that shit was it was great and everybody was like, oh, I thought it was a movie. I was like, it could have been a movie, but having a series like that, be able to to actually spread it out 
was perfect. And I think to me, watching Kevin Hart and them other movies, what was the other one when he was uh, the single father and shit like that? Seeing him kind of transition into an actor, it, it, you know, I'm kind of iffy with it. I think this show helped his progression in acting because he pretty much played himself and with it was able to to throw some some other shit in there. Mm-hmm. But he was pretty much playing himself. He's Kevin. He ain't Kevin Hart, but he's Kevin Hart in the movie. He's a comedian who does stand ups, who got big movies like him. Mm-hmm. So he can he can play himself, but when it's time to act, he can throw little things out there and not and not look as crazy as the other movies. Gotcha. And I think this was a perfect role to intro, you know, to to broaden his, I mean, to forward his acting career. Gotcha. I think this was a great great opportunity for him, and it was that shit was lit, bro. That's what's up. <laughs> I'm definitely. It kind of reminded me of Power. I'm just like, bro, why don't people just stop? Like for real. Yeah, you know how power is always that that one thing that keeps the story going. Like okay. somebody smoked a cigarette and threw it on the uh, sidewalk and the detective picked up the, the cigarette. It's like, nigga, you couldn't throw that down the street? Like, why? <laughs> but that's how it is. It's like, it's all, as soon as you think it's done, it's always that one thing. And it's like, uh, why? 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 But yeah, that shit was lit, bro. From first episode to the last. Even wow. the last five minutes have you like, like when it went off, I was literally staring at the TV like, <laughs> "Shit!" How many episodes is it? Seven. All right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. But it's an hour, and then the rest of thirty minutes. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm gonna definitely try yeah. to rock it. I'm gonna definitely try. But that joint lit. That joint lit. I only want rated because that joint lit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna let up. you watch it. Then we, we okay. come back and. All right, we'll come back to it. Yeah. All right. That's was that's that all it? I had. That's all that's you all had. I got. All right. Mm-hmm. So. I I I'm watching shit mostly um power but we're going to wait on that um yeah insecure I'm going to talk about it you don't watch it but I'm going to wait till it ends mm-hmm. and um what Have else? you heard of a show called Harlem? I yes. seen somebody I've, talk about it. I've heard of it, I haven't watched it, but I've heard of it. Okay. I, I want to say it's, they like, say it's like insecure. Thing. Yeah, 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 I heard that. I haven't watched it yet though. Okay. I haven't watched it. I hadn't heard of it. I seen somebody reference it. To being like insecure, and I'm like, oh shit, I never even heard of it. Dead, yeah. Um, but yeah, I got I got all that stuff you named on my list. I'm gonna um definitely get to it. Yeah, you need to. All right, so two uh not two rules. What the hell? Are we out of here? What the hell? All right, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. What the hell? All right, this is a quick one, easy one. <laughs> uh, she's. She says, um, I'm waiting for my date when an older couple asks me for a ride. My date come my date come <laughs> my date comes up and, and says and says, sure. So we drove them home and they asked us to come in. My date said, sure. I pulled him back and I asked why he wanted to hang with strangers. And he said, oh, shit, you don't know them? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
So she said, so we we bolted. Hash, <laughs> no, that was it. Hashtag worst first date ever. Oh, bro, no, that's lit, bro. That ain't, that's worse, bro. That's lit, bro. <laughs> no, oh, the man. date from there would have been lit, bro. Like, we would have talked about that all night. He's just like, like, oh, yo, he's no. like, you don't know them? Like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. So. Yeah, they about to get chopped up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's all we have. Um, it's oh, your boy, God. O King Johnny, O H <laughs> underscore K I N G underscore Johnny, here with my oh, co host. <laughs> the you and you stepchild G motherfucking deck. And bitch, I look better than Rick James. Make sure you check us out on all the yes, platforms. Sir. Also, don't forget you and you network on Instagram, you and you mm-hmm. underscore network, where you can find all the shows there. Shout out to A Taste to Consider. Shout out to uh, uh, Lord Have Mercy. Three stars, two bars. Three stars, two bars. Unprocessed knowledge. Uh-huh. Reservation, Reservation for, three, for three. And Quota Sheen, wherever Quota he may Sheen. be. He it's, wanted to let y'all know he's been he been in school uh, heavy, you know what I'm saying, grinding that out. He ain't forgot about us. He gonna he gonna come back. It's almost over. All right, so sounds said, good. Let y'all know he's coming back. He ain't gone nowhere. The most important thing is he's good and good health and the family is yes, good. Sir. That's that's the most important thing. So we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Realize there's a window open.